Good morning, everyone. Happy New Year's Eve. I'm coming to you from my couch this morning because I'm doing a puzzle on my desk because it's a sit-stand desk, so we've moved the puzzle over there. Anyway, I digress. Uh, let's get into it. So to share my screen here. Okay, so get out of the way. All right, so fat loss and muscle gain. So this is a hot topic. I've done this call many, many times, and I think it's something that I just need to continue to uh, revisit. Oh, hang on one second. Wendy's here. Just wait for Wendy. Hey, Wendy, how are you? Hi, Rosie. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you. Um, I'm just going, I literally just got started. So that was good timing. Oh, nice. I just woke up. Sorry. Oh, no, <laughs> so that's totally fine. I did it. Um, I was a little bit later to the party this week because I wanted to give you guys a bit longer to answer the poll. So, um, oh. yeah, so that's totally fine. Um, can you see my screen? Yes, I can see. Awesome. Now, if you have, it's only you on the call at the moment. Um, so whether or not someone else jumps on, um, but if you have any questions, just jump in at any time. Okay. All right. Cool. So fat loss and muscle gain. And I was just saying, um, this is a topic that's very popular. Um, people, I think, tend to get a little bit confused around it. And it's something that I've spoken a lot about, but I think I need to continue to just go over the basics for you guys and try to keep it simple so that you can understand, basically. So first of all, we'll start with the toned look. People, often women, want to achieve this toned look. And basically all that means is having muscle, but having a low enough body fat percentage that you can sort of see the shape of the muscle underneath. So that's all that really means. Um, so we're going to go through a bit of the main criteria here. I've kept this really simple. So if you have questions, definitely ask me. I just don't want to overcomplicate it because I feel like it's overcomplicated so often that people just get confused. So in order to lose fat, we have to be in a calorie deficit. There is no other way to get around that you can do it in whatever manner you want that can be through intermittent fasting it can be through any kind of diet you like to put a label on whether it's like keto or paleo or the atkins diet or or whatever it does not matter calorie is calories are king when it comes to losing fat and to lose fat you need to be eating less calories than you're burning that's the only that's the only two ways about it only one way about it so we want to be in a calorie deficit. We want to focus on our protein intake. So um, making sure we have enough protein is going to help us to build muscle. We want to focus on our strength training. That also helps us to build muscle. When we have more muscle, it means we have a higher basal metabolic rate, which means that we burn more calories at rest. Okay, so that last point there, higher basal metabolic rate means that we can eat more, eat more than we could before and still be in a deficit. And the reason for this is because muscle is more expensive than fat. So it costs more energy just simply to exist, basically. Uh, so we'll go through some of the mechanics behind it. Um, oh, just... Um, Oh, I hate how it does this. Hang on. Just have to move us out of the way. All right. So the mechanics behind it. Um, 
building muscle. It, it does require a few uh, pieces of the pie, no pun intended there. So we'll go through those just quickly now. So we've got our mechanical stimulus, which is literally lifting the weights. So we need to be uh, supplying our muscles with a mechanical stimulus, and that's lifting the weights in order for them to grow. We need to make sure we're applying progressive overload in our strength training. So every one of your training programs that you're on with me will have progressive overload already included in it. So it's really important that you try to stick to that as much as you can. It could be adding a couple of reps at the same weight as you did last week. It could be doing the same reps as last week, but increasing the weight. We might just be adding a whole new set overall at the same set um, reps and weight as last week. So whatever it is in your program, it's really important that whatever's on that day, you try to stick to it because that's the progressive overload. Our bodies are designed to be super economical um, and they don't want to do any more work and they don't want to get any bigger than they need to be in order to do the work that we're asking of them. Um, so that's why that's important. So basically we'll lift a certain amount of weight and our muscles will get used to that and then they'll, they won't continue to get stronger. So that's why progressive overload is important. We need fuel for recovery and growth. So that's our protein intake. So basically when you're strength training, you're causing all these little micro tears in your muscles and that's why it hurts. We want enough energy and protein to repair the damage that we've done, but also enough left over so that the muscles can also grow and get stronger. And don't get scared by this. I know a lot of women get worried about becoming bulky. Um, it's really, really difficult to do. We simply don't have the required amounts of testosterone in our bodies in order to get bulky easily. It's definitely possible if you want it, but you need to eat and train like a maniac, essentially. Um, we want to have make sure we have enough rest. So I feel like rest and recovery is overlooked quite a lot. People feel like if they're not in the gym, they're not making gains, and it's absolutely not the truth. Literally, recovery is half of the pie. So we've got our stimulus, but then we need to recover from that and allow our body time to adapt to the stimulus that we've given it. So recovery is so important. And I think around this time of year, probably everyone's getting a lot of recovery, which is really good. Um, when I say recovery, I don't mean we're just going to lay on the couch all day and like watch Netflix. Recovery is active recovery. So something that is less strenuous. Surfing's great. Um, obviously going for walks is great or hikes. If you're already a runner, then running or a slow jog can be recovery. If you're not a runner, it's probably not going to be recovery for you because you're not used to it. Um, I've got in brackets there, beginners need a little more rest than the, than trained athletes do. Um, and it's just because our muscles aren't really used to the stimulus. So anyone who's had a break from training, or you may remember when you first started, you tend to be quite sore and sore for a little longer. <laughs> um, yeah. As you get more trained, you sort of not as sore anymore and it's it's kind of like a bit easier to, to manage and you begin to understand um, how much is too much for you as well. Um, so we also, Rosie, yeah, go, sorry. Did, did you have a question, Wendy? I think she's gone. So I'll, I'll carry on. Um, so we want to increase our daily needs. So that is our non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Oh, she's back. Hang on. This is like live TV. There she is. She's back. 
Okay, I'm here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Did you have a question? Um, yeah, I had a question uh, regarding the um, rest. Yeah. So you said that uh, when you are used to train, you ha you need less uh, rest. In your case, for example, that you've been for a while training, how much of a rest do you normally take? And how often, let's say, do you take it after two to three training days? Uh, or you take it like after four days of training or after five days of training and then you take so, two consecutive? I think um, it's really important here to note that the more trained and experienced you become with it the better you get at understanding how much rest you need and when you need the rest um for me I train quite a lot when I'm in sort of my main training phase I've got strength training mobility training and handstands and it adds up like it really really does and I, I can only do it because this is my job you know um basically and now for the last few weeks, I haven't trained as much. So I know going back into it, I'm going to do shorter strength sessions so that I'm not too overwhelmed so that I don't need quite as much rest. But generally on a normal week, I would be doing strength training probably four to five times, um, a handstand session around five or six times, and then some mobility and flexibility thrown in there as well. With the handstand stuff, I found at the beginning I needed a lot more rest. It would completely fry me and I would have to go at least every second day as a as a minimum. Sometimes I needed two days rest between every session. Um, now it's a lot better and I can do a session most days and I can probably do maybe five or six in a row before I then need a day off. Um, but at the beginning, because of the stress on your central nervous system, it is hard. So if you're feeling tired if you feel like you're just so sore and like if if it hurts to get up and down off the toilet out of bed off the couch in and out of the car you need a rest day even if you've only done one session you need a rest day so getting some blood flow so that's where like going for a nice walk or just doing something that's going to be light but get some blood moving through your body and focus on your water and your protein, that's what you need. Um, and so it becomes like a little more autonomic, um, as in you begin to understand when you need it. If you've done a hard session yesterday and it was really hard at the time, but to, like today you feel pretty good, you're fresh, you might have a little bit of soreness, but it's not too bad, you're good to go. You know, you're good to yeah. go and train. Maybe don't train the exact same thing as you did yesterday, but you're fine. Um, you'll begin to know, like if it's disrupting your sleep, especially like if you're so sore and you like, because I've been there and I'll probably be there again. Yeah. <laughs> you roll over and it hurts, then you just need a rest day. You know, it's going to do you more harm than good trying to train through it. Um, especially for a lot of the goals that a lot of we have a lot of we a lot of us have um you know we we're trying to train for longevity and health and um and everything it might be different if you're an athlete building up to a competition or something then that's a little bit different um but for us that's kind of what I recommend um did that answer your question yes yes you did it was more about me training too much sometimes like probably no very hard if you compare to what you train normally but very consistent let's say yeah. uh not now because the, the injury that I have but uh, and before I started with you I will train six days a day uh, a week 
and I still feel that my body is capable of doing a seven, right? But I rest it because I know I have to rest somehow. Yeah. So, yeah, that that was more about my question because so in that my body case, kind of, yeah. I would be looking at the intensity of your training sessions. Yeah. So if you feel like you can still train every day, you're probably no longer in that progressive overload area and we may need to change some things up and there's lots of different ways to apply progressive overload it doesn't always have to be like four sets of 10 we have tempos we can work with pauses super heavy sets dense strength sets like there's lots of different ways to do it but if you feel like you could still train every single day I would suggest that we need to look at the intensity of your workouts yeah um it can't it's it's different right like if you're looking at strength training skill training like handstands or any gymnastics or calisthenics stuff it need you need to be like they need to be difficult and always yeah. difficult and the more trained you get the harder it is to make them difficult because you have to lift more weights you have to apply all these different things if it's something like flexibility mobility and yoga you could probably do that every day you know what i mean and you could it would still be fine um but yeah that's what i would I would think we'll we'll take a closer look at your intensity and stuff. No, I'm not saying with you. I, I swear with you is fine. <laughs> Even yeah. like I I find that I need two days of of rest for now, oh, okay. especially because yeah, the hands and stuff is like it, it ties me. Like, yeah, it's tough. Especially hands. Yeah, uh, I was just talking about before working with you that I was like, okay, I think probably because I was doing the same movements every time yeah. so it was kind of for my mind as well too easy I don't know yeah so sure. yeah it's like more intensity than yeah. than other thing yeah definitely Thank and like you. I said we get like our bodies are very economical so if you do the same thing over and over again they'll get better at doing that thing and they'll require less energy and less muscle strength and size to do it you know it's just the way that we're built unfortunately well Fortunately and unfortunately. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> um, Thank you. Okay. No, that's okay. Uh, and the last point here is increasing our daily needs. So going for walks and stuff is a really good way of applying a calorie deficit because it is low effort. So hit training and everything, all of that, going for runs, hill sprints, whatever, mountain climbs, obviously they will all help help you reach that calorie deficit but a walk is easier you can everyone can go for a walk no matter how tired or sore you are everyone can just get up and go for a half hour 20 minute walk you know what I mean whereas like if you were exhausted and sore and I said right we're going to go and do burpees and slam balls and box jumps you'd probably tell me to bugger off you know so that's why walking is so important um, and so simple to do Um, where's the next one Mm-hmm. and again the i guess the the amount of you know steps that you do is also depending on how much you train and how active you are in the rest of the day right like 100%. if you are very active you you don't want to aim for fifteen thousand or something like that right yeah anywhere between like eight and fifteen thousand is good i mean if you are someone who works you're a waitress in a busy restaurant for instance you'll you won't have to go for a walk you'll be hitting your steps every day you know what i mean and it's like it's kind of it's kind of silly to get up earlier to go for a walk when you're about to walk all day at work 
Um, you may want to go for the walk for the mental capacity side of things and to be able to unwind. But as far as steps go, that just it's just for every day. I guess um, going for daily walks is more aimed at people who have a more sedentary job. So like office workers or, I don't know, taxi drivers, <laughs> someone, someone yeah. who move around a lot, you know. Actually, online coaches, we don't, we don't move around a lot. Train and that's it. Look at my yeah. computer. Yeah. Um, so here we go. Summarize again. So we want to strength train often three to five times a week, dependent on you. So like, like, like I said before, it's dependent on how trained you are essentially. And that is going to be something that I can help you with, but ultimately you're going to be the only person who can figure out that, you know what I mean? Like I can obviously help you, but I can't feel how you feel. Um, we want to make sure you're eating your protein. Two to 2.2 grams per kilo of body weight. So an easy way to do that is to get your body weight and multiply it by two. So if you weigh 60 kilos, then you'd be wanting to eat 120 grams of protein. Uh, um, An even more simple way of doing it, if you're going to get all your protein from meat. So to get your protein goal, so you've got 120 grams, multiply it by four, and that's how much actual raw weight of meat you need to eat per day. So if you're a 60 kilo person, you're aiming for 120 grams of protein, which is 480 grams of meat. That's if you're going to get your protein only from meat. Obviously there's sources of protein as well, but that's just a simple way of looking at it. Um, We want to sleep, making sure you're getting your your eight hours of sleep a night. Um, Seven to nine hours is, is a pretty good range to hit as long as you're getting in there. We want to hit our walks each day so that, again, for the sedentary people, um, 20 minutes of brisk walking each day is a really good start. Obviously, if you have a, um, a high-energy job where you're moving around a lot, it's not as important. Ensuring the weights are heavy for you and applying progressive overload. So heavy looks different on everyone. It's heavy for someone might be a 10-kilo goblet squat. And for the next person next to them, it might be a 200 kilo back squat. You know what I mean? It's it's always relative to you and how you feel, but we want to make sure it feels heavy and you're applying progressive overload. There are ways that we can work that out, especially at the beginning um, through like an effort scale. So like a rating of perceived exertion. So you can ask yourself, so you do five squats at the end of it, if you could easily do another five squats, then it's probably not heavy enough. You know, you always, you want to have a couple of reps left essentially. Um, But we can go over that again, sort of more individually with everyone. And the last one, which is probably the most important one is you need to have patience. It does take time, but (laughs) just remember consistency will always win. You cannot lose if you don't quit. So if you, consistency can be one time a week. That's consistency. If you do it once a week for a year, you've been consistent and then you slowly build it up. So I have programs in here. This is for anyone who's going to be listening later that um, I have women who have really, really struggled to fit it into their schedule. So I've written out programs that are literally like a 10 minute workout each day. And then on every third or fourth day, there might be a longer one or 30 or 45 minute because that is still consistent. That's still movement. You're still getting it in. It doesn't, consistency doesn't mean it has to be Monday to Friday, every morning at 5 a.m. for 90 minutes. Like, yes, that's consistent. But if it's not realistic for you, then it's pointless, you know? So consistency over all else. And you'll find that it just, it it has a way of making it 
self known in your life and it gets a lot easier. You you would know that, Wendy, you've been training, you know, for a, a lot. Um, oh, that was the last slide. Cool. So um, any questions, any other questions? Probably more about um, throughout the day, how to structure my meals to be consistent, right? Mm -hmm. Because um, I've been counting macros before in my life uh, and I always kind of lose it, right? I stick to it for a month and then uh, this, this is just too much of a hassle. Uh, so I kind of want to know uh, how can I explain those type of meals that I enjoy so I can I kind of stick to it without needing to um, scale it every time I do it if that makes sense yep right and also uh, the times I, I've done it or either I lose too much or I gain too much I don't stay in that fine line that is kind of leaning right like you still perform but you also lose a little bit of yeah. body fats and you start looking a little bit more lean so for me personally I don't like being in a deficit um, I find I'm low on energy which means I can't put the energy that I need into training so for me I prefer to make sure I'm hitting my calories or my uh, macros I've never counted anything. Um, the only thing that I do is I focus on protein. Every single meal okay. that goes in my face, I think, what is the protein in here? And I make sure I have protein in every meal. Um, when it comes to snacks and stuff, I try to make them high protein snacks. Like I snack on jerky and stuff like that. Um, having said that, I am human and I do eat chips and chocolate as well. Like it's only natural. One of the biggest things for me though was um, making sure that I'm getting my protein because that gives me the energy that I need to then put the intensity that I need in the gym in order to get the stimulus to grow the muscle. And it takes a long time to grow muscle, you know what I mean? Yes. And a lot of effort. So to have yourself in a deficit and feeling tired to then have to try to like motivate yourself to put in the effort is really difficult. Um, the other thing was a little bit of a mindset shift for me. So my weight is always like anywhere within like a probably three to maybe even four kilo window. And it sort of goes yeah. like, right. Um, the more I've learned skills, so especially handstands, um, handstand surfing and jujitsu. And the more I've learned to love what my body can do, the less I care about how it looks. Some days I have abs and like shredded shoulders and then a week later they'll all be gone. You know what I mean? But yeah. it, it doesn't bother me as much anymore because like, because I know what I'm capable of and I feel strong and I feel healthy and I have energy and I would much prefer that than being tired, but having nice shoulders, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I get it, 100%. Um, yeah, so it's it's definitely a hard one, but I guess my main advice to answer your question would be to just make sure you're hitting your protein so that you've got the energy to build and grow your muscles as well as put the effort in the gym. Um, yeah, because the more you stay in that sort of deficit area, the harder it gets, you know what I mean? Um, and yeah. on the day, so for instance now, I've, I'm probably a little heavier. I'm probably like on the 
the upside of, of everything. I've got a little bit of a tummy and stuff. Um, and I'm not too bothered because world one, I've eaten a lot more this time of year, you know, it just happens and I've probably trained a little less. Um, all I will do to change that is I will stop having a beer. So I won't drink after, you know, anymore because I have the occasional beer. Um, I'll make sure my walks are a little bit longer. So I'll go for probably another 10 minutes on each of my walks and I'll just start training again, but I won't change my diet. Um, my day. diet yep. stays reasonably good, you know, like because I'm always hitting that protein, then that's that's the main thing. That's one of the biggest things that I've learned, like especially in the last couple of years, um, and like, I'm, you know, I'm 39 now. So, um, for me, it's just not, it's not worth it to be hungry <laughs> and tired. Yeah, no, no, no. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Can I ask you, um, to give us an example of the type of protein that you have on the day? Like for example, in the morning, um, mm-hmm in the afternoon, whatever, how you structure it. But the example of it, yeah, like, I don't know, because I I just think about how much meat or how much um, yogurt or protein shake I need to take in order to, you know, hit that. I I probably, most mornings I'll eat eggs for breakfast um, Mm -hmm. and on toast, eggs on toast, like super simple. Um, eggs are one of the best forms of protein. There's not a lot in them, but they're it's really good protein, really bioavailable, meaning we can absorb it easily. Um, always with butter. Uh, and then I, if I've trained, like on the day that I've got strength training, handstands and jujitsu, I will also have a protein shake. Like I'll, I'll eat breakfast, I'll train, and then I'll have a protein shake as well. And then maybe mid afternoon before I've got jujitsu, I might just have a snack and it's usually like cheese on biscuits or something like that. Um, sort of whatever's available. If there's leftovers, I'll have leftovers from the night before and then I'll have dinner and dinner is always, that's where I get most of my protein. So I probably eat, so I'm about between 60 and 64 kilos usually. So I'd be aiming for about half a kilo of meat a day and I would probably eat 300 grams of it at dinner. Um, like okay. that's where I get most of it from. Um, yeah. So I, I'm so it's pretty simple, like really basic, you know? Yeah. So in the lunch, you don't have like a proper meal. You just have like well, little. I would normally eat. So my typical day would get up, walk the dog or go and coach. And then I would try to train. If I'm starving, I'll have a protein shake before I train. Otherwise I just quickly train because I don't like training on a full stomach. Um, And then I'll come home and have breakfast. So breakfast is usually about 10 o'clock ish. Mm. Um, And so then after that, I'll normally eat again about maybe two or three o'clock. And that's sort of my other snack. And then I'll have dinner after jujitsu or, you know, later that night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've not, I'm not a big fan of intermittent fasting. I tried it out for a while. And then before I noticed, I was just kind of like, I wasn't hungry in the mornings anymore. And I thought that was a good thing, but I don't think it was because since I've started reintroducing breakfast and trying to eat a little earlier, my energy is so much better, so much better. And I actually got leaner as well. So yeah. It's it's sort of like I recommend trialing some things, you know, seeing what works best for yeah. you in terms of that. But um, honestly, just try to keep it simple. I do have a recipe booklet. I'm not sure if I've told everyone on here, but I've 
I've come up with, it's got about just over a hundred high protein recipes. There's smoothies, there's snacks, there's meals, there's everything like that as well. Um, Yeah. So there is that, like, if you guys get stuck, it's got like shopping lists. And so you can plan your whole week and, and everything as well. Um, one of the girls bought it the other day and said she's making her family do it while they're in town, which is good to hear. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> All right. Yeah, good to know. Just remember, we want it to be sustainable, right? You want to be like obviously health first and sustainability. So in my mind, dieting is rarely sustainable. So if we can learn how to eat healthy for the most part, learn what snacks you like, and then go from there. Like super easy ones if you're not big on hot breakfasts are like overnight chia puddings or overnight oats with protein powder in them as well. That's a really great start to the day. You've got some carbs for energy and then protein, obviously, for your muscles. Um, yeah. Mm. A very specific question now about protein. Um, do you have like uh, stomach aches or anything like that? I mean, you have like a... Um, sensitive stomach to meat or protein powder in in general because I I have it yeah so when I um I've always eaten meat I've never been a vegetarian or vegan but I didn't used to eat very much meat at all um Mm. when I first started trying to eat more I found it was really difficult for me and I just did it I couldn't eat it like I couldn't I just couldn't get it in me. Um, It didn't make me feel good or anything. Um, I just kind of persevered. And I found that the more I strength trained and the more muscle I built, the more I could eat the protein too. Like obviously I was needing it. Um, So if you are getting that, if you're getting it from protein powder, definitely try a different protein powder because there's some, some, um, I think it's a, I don't know if it's a stevia, but there's a sweetener that I don't agree with. My stomach doesn't like. Um, but in terms of meat now, no, I feel great now after I eat. The ideal meal for me would be like a steak or some kind of meat, some potatoes and, and broccolini. I feel so good after that and like not yeah. bloated or anything. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I normally have that as well for, yeah. for dinner. Um, so do you know any protein powder that doesn't really hurt you as much, like doesn't have many... Mm, like preservatives like yeah because really it's hard for me to find one that doesn't help me and it's it has a good taste because there are a few of them that they are nice on my stomach but they taste like yeah they taste terrible (laughs) so my favorite one oh hang on i just got the little notification that the zoom's gonna run out um so the the my favorite one is true protein T-R-U-E, true protein. Um, That's my absolute favorite. I find it sweet enough, but it's not like too sweet. A lot of them are so sweet and they're like sickly. Um, At the moment, I've got switch nutrition, which is good on my stomach as well, Um, but it's a bit sweeter. So I find like half a banana protein powder, milk and water is so sweet. Like it's it's sweet enough. It's not, it's not, it's almost too sweet, but it's not, it's okay. Yeah, so- All right, I'll Food try protein that. and the true one. Protein. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Any any flavor in particular? This is uh, very specific, but it's just. <laughs> I'm always <laughs> vanilla because then vanilla goes okay. in everything. 
but for me and I've tried making like protein balls and stuff before when I've had salted caramel and chocolate and it's no good vanilla always yeah very boring but that's what I like no but it's basic and goes with everything that's right okay thank you thank you Roxy all right well if you have no more questions I will finish the call before we get booted off zoom um (laughs) (laughs) thanks for joining And I will now, I'll upload this as both a uh, a podcast as well as I'll put it on YouTube for the video as well. Yeah. All right. Perfect, Roxy. No worries. Thank you so, so much. Yeah. Have a great day. <laughs> you too. Bye. Bye.